Welcome to the Young IPA Podcast. I'm James, this is Pete. G'day everyone. It is the 22nd of May, it is episode 164 and I am so very glad to be back in a studio environment. That's exactly right, back in the Value Maya studio and that's why we played of course, what is it called? We'll meet again. You, this is your idea. <laughs> By Vera Lynn, which the Queen referenced in her speech, of course, which is why we played that. Well, in case you didn't get it, I'm sure you got it, but yeah, great to be back. It is. I would say it, the most shocking thing about me actually seeing real people again is how tall Steve, our producer, is. He's real tall in the flesh. i got to say, there hasn't been a like, seismic shift in Steve's height. It's not like he's 17 years old and this was like the late growth spurt. I think nah. he's still the same height he's always been. Yeah, you know, he's very old. Like He definitely hasn't grown, but um, yeah, real tall. First thing I noticed when I walked Would in. Would you describe yourself as physically intimidated by him? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, interesting. A little interesting. Bit. All right. Uh, we do have a fun show for you guys coming up. A uh, bit different, so uh, no draft today, unfortunately, but we do have the quiz. We have Renee Gorman and Julia Sikulic, who people know as a friend of the IPA and would have have seen her on We Want to Work, the IPS video that we put out last week. So uh, we've got the quiz with them. Uh, we put up an Instagram thing last night, just like send Yip a few questions. Mm-hmm. Got some really good responses to that. I'll be reading out a few of the questions we got. Pete hasn't heard them yet. Uh, and I've only looked at them briefly once and decided which ones were funny. So uh, I can't really remember what they are either. So yeah, fun show in general. I'm just so happy to be back in the studio because- yeah, recording out of my bedroom with a chair that like uh, t- 15 minutes into a show my back would give out and the next half hour is just me like in pain mm. uh, is gone. Well, I, was, I had my phone literally perched on you know a pile of books and that was how I was conveying my thoughts to the nation and yeah. the world. And now we haven't actually, actually mentioned, we've got a new set. Yes. The new set is absolutely fabulous. Yeah, we've got like books. I've got a few records up there. Mm. Pete looks like he's behind a brick wall, so that looks cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. I got to say, because the thing with when we would set up the podcast at home would be that in previewing and setting up, you would knock the your camera off your bookshelf mm. uh, or like book pile three or four times, but you never did it in the middle of a show. And it was like the Mickey Mantle streak of games played. I could not believe how many shows we did in a row without you knocking your phone off. I did do it once or twice during the show. Oh, really? Yeah, remember I did it the draft with you and Bushnell and you and you guys finished off. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and yeah, I did it you during... chose file app. I did it Sorry, during Julia's... <laughs> Threw me out. Far lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it during Julia's interview last time. Really? Yep. Oh, so there you go. There we go. Anyway, should we get into it? Uh, shall we? Yeah. So first up, COVID safe, James. Now, I know that you love apps. I do. And you uh, are really big on this. New South Wales government still unable to use COVID safe. Uh, Australia's most popular state. Good good fact. Um, that's that's real year nine geography fact. New South Wales. Pete's really is- going back to high school. We had year 11 <laughs> politics on last show. Now we've got year nine geography. Yeah. Sydney's the biggest city. Anyway, now it's... The most popular state and the one with the most coronavirus cases. Uh, there's a report in The Guardian this week that said 5.87 million Australians have downloaded and registered COVID safe, but they still can't use it in New South Wales. Now, they sent this reporter on a bit of a merry-go-round. New South Wales has tested the data, but had issues integrating it into the existing contact tracing methods. And the Digital Transformation Agency was contacted by the department to fix technical problems. Now, the digital transformation agency referred questions on the matter to the federal health department the federal health department said uh, declined to answer specific questions on the issue but they said they weren't aware of any technical issues so really good handball chain it's everyone's handballing everywhere it went on to four different people well so this is the thing so if the new south wales chief health officer kerry chant told reporters like they're still evaluating the app it's like not clear how many governments are actually using it because of low case numbers but you've told 5.87 million Australians to download it. Mm. So why did we need to download that? Like one of the biggest uh, privacy risks we've ever had and you don't even need it. And 
in, in addition to that, Maurice Payne, the foreign minister, admitted in the Senate last week that the number of downloads of the app wasn't connected to them. Uh, what's the word? Loosening restrictions. So she actually said they, she was peppered with it and she said, yeah, actually, it's not going to count that much. So, so if it wasn't key to the uh, lockdown ending and you're not even using it, why are 5.87 million Australians' data uh, online in a cloud somewhere that's owned by Amazon and also the key to getting that is also in the cloud so it's like a honeypot? Yeah. Why is any of this a thing? I reckon well, Greg Hunt regrets that tweet, the whole want to go to the footy, download the app. If like, you want to go to the footy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. Uh, of course, Victoria started using the app this week. So, you know... I mean, it's like Christmas to them, really, having this thing. So, of course, they were the first state to do it, but yeah. Uh, I also saw this one. So, uh, one of the issues with the app came after software developer Richard Nelson found a flaw that would allow someone with a Bluetooth device to crash the app running on phones in the vicinity. So, if you went to a busy area, a popular restaurant, this is him, a popular restaurant or a pub or bar or something like that, it would disable contact tracing for all of the iPhones in that area. Now, I would say that is a bad bug for an app that's supposed to track whether or not you contracted coronavirus when you were in a crowded area. How do you do it? If you can crash it in a crowded area. So it's, uh, look, I'm technologically illiterate. I barely know what this microphone does and I still don't know how when I call someone, my voice appears on their phone. Yeah. No one will ever be able to describe that to me. Yeah. Uh, but it's, if you can use a Bluetooth device to crash the app running on phones in the vicinity. Fair but I, 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 even I would know that's a pretty simple thing to be able to overcome and it probably shouldn't be a thing that exists. Do you know the thing that gets me? Technologically wise, technological wise. I, I think I do. Can I guess? Yep. How do planes fly? Yes. Yeah, I think we've had this oh, before. Oh no, yeah. Like, oh, there's this 500 ton thing and it's going to go really fast and then the air particles below the wings will be lighter than the ones above it yeah. and it'll right. But no. when, the, when the plane goes up, how is the air particles then that were above it now below it? I don't know? want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, how come every time we try and discuss apps, we eventually end up debating how airplanes travel? I don't know. And like, there's two people out there who like, you know, to keep the high school level going, have yeah. done year seven science, who are screaming at their phone, it's so simple, you idiots. And we're just like, nah, mate, that's witchcraft. Yeah, no, and cool. you should be stoned. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, I'll move on to another one. So we talked about this on Tuesday. It's still not going away as an issue. So... Uh, state borders, they're still open. Oh, sorry, they're still closed, and that's a problem. <laughs> it's an important every, detail to get every one. important one at the top. Uh, I'm not going to make a joke that popped in my head, but I think Pete knows what I'm going to say. But anyway, state borders closed. All states, uh, basically every premier is in just one big game of bags not. Like there's no medical advice that says that state borders need to be closed. Everyone knows they should be open. Yep. No premier wants to be the first one to do it because, mm. you know, there might be more infections. So it's everyone just in the circle going, bags not. Yeah. And hopefully someone gets lost and then they'll open up the states. Uh, so Gladys, uh, sorry, Anastasia Palaget, Queensland, uh, sorry, Queensland's premier. Uh, that's been the focus point because the tourism industry is so dependent on people coming into uh, Queensland and there's just so much money they need to get from not having overseas visitors and they need it from the states. So uh, Queensland's the one people are looking at and she says she's not going to be lectured by New South Wales and by the state that's got their... Uh, I want to get the yeah we're not going to be lectured to by a state that has the highest numbers in Australia I hope they get their community transmission under control because that means we'll be able to open up sooner now you can call New South Wales a lot of things but out of control coronavirus community spread is probably not one of those things when you think about a global scale so mm. I don't I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for Queensland to go okay we're not we're going to sacrifice all the money we make off tourism and we're going to risk all those jobs in tourism because New South Wales can't get it under control yes that's exactly right and more importantly uh, this is a change in policy. They were like, it's all about flattening the curve. 
you know, once we flatten the curve, we can reopen the state. Now it's like zero transmission, which is a completely different thing and heaps worse. Now our executive deputy, oh, sorry, I'm going to get the title wrong, so I'm not going to say the title, editor of the IPA review. There you go. Scott Hargraves did this on Twitter. He found Anastasia Palaszczuk's tweet from two weeks ago, who's of course the Queensland Premier. Uh, we need to continue to flatten the curve as restrictions ease, so people must continue social distancing. Um, so that, that's talking about flattening the curve. And now during, uh, I think it was Wednesday, Jeanette Young, who's the Chief Elf, uh, Health Officer in Queensland, who we talked about, was the one who wanted to close the school, who did close the schools for messaging purposes. She ideally, she said she ideally wanted to see four weeks of zero community transmission in New South Wales and Victoria, as you said. So that is different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a worse. month of zero cases. Like we're probably not going to see that until November or December. Just yeah. like a whole month with zero. Yeah. That's just such a, a, a crazy thing to aim for to go, okay, now we can have a bit of economy going. Yeah, and you can't just slip it in. You can't just say, oh, and now we're doing this. Like that's a huge thing that's going to send businesses to the wall and yeah. families to the brink. You have to explain to people why, you, well, first of all, that you're doing it and then why it's important. So here's my campaign that the Queensland opposition can take free of charge. Just try and credit me or send me, well, not, probably not free of charge, okay? I will ask for some money. But all you need to say is until the state board is open, there can be no state of origin and New South Wales holds a state of origin. So therefore, New South Wales have it in perpetuity until the Queensland government changes their ways. There is nothing those people love more than state of origin. Sorry, balls in your court, Anastasia Ballard. She's the biggest problem with rugby right now, is what I would say. Uh, Which you don't want to be as Queensland Premier. I'm going to posit something for you, James. Go. Is is the Queensland government worse than the Victorian government? Are they pushing the Victorian government for being the worst state? No, I'm still pretty fired up about Victoria. Like the fact that everywhere else in Australia can sit down and have a coffee, except Victoria, with no health advice, I think that takes it. School closures for messaging. That's bad, but I mean, the schools were also closed for messaging purposes in Victoria as well until like public pressure just got too much for them. There you go. So we'll say Victoria, but Queensland are pushing them. Now we did, I don't know if we mentioned that the federal deputy chief medical officers said that from a medical point of view, there's no reason for borders to be closed. Uh, that is true. And that professor is Paul Kelly, right? And he's another point I want to bring it's up Paul here. Paul Kelly. It's, his name is Paul Kelly. Yeah. Yes. Have Not, we, we've never noticed this before. Uh, yeah. Like so I saw someone on Twitter say we should get a podcast that's the Paul Kelly's and it's the singer, the AFL football player and the deputy chief health medical officer, yeah. which I thought was like, you know, it's a fun twist, but I don't exactly know what the three have in common apart from the name. Australian icons. Once you talked about that. But anyway, we've been told since the start, trust the experts, listen to the experts, trust the experts. That's been the thing. Now, uh, Western Australia... over there, sorry, I've lost it. Yeah, so Western Australia's Premier uh, McGowan has said, I don't know who that, I, he didn't know who Paul Kelly was. So if the Western Australian Premier doesn't know who the Deputy Chief Health Medical Officer is in Australia, he's uh, like, I thought it was the singer. Like, I don't know if he's gone for the joke who generally didn't know who he was. It's like, maybe we should actually listen to these experts because again, the federal health advice is that the state borders should be open. So this whole like, oh, isn't it funny how his name's Paul Kelly? I don't know who Paul Kelly is. I'm not listening to him. No, listen to the experts. Like you told us to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, there's, there's two. Yeah, there's experts always have differing views and we're always only told to listen to a certain type of expert. Yes. All right, should we do Victoria? We shall. So Tim Palace, Victorian treasurer. So we had Senator James Patterson on the show last week. Yeah, it's in been la- a while. In the last little bit. Uh, Every day is kind of blending into one. It's hard with two shows to keep track of it. Anyway, we had Senator James Patterson, and he was talking about how uh, he's been, you know, the the coalition pushed China for an inquiry into coronavirus. And of course, that happened 
and we uh, announced victory last Tuesday. Now, uh, China, as we know, slapped a tariff on Australian barley, as we spoke about. Tim Pallas, Victorian Treasurer, said, I think I've been pretty clear that I'm not a big fan of the way the government has managed the relationship with China. I can't hazard to speculate what goes on in the minds of leaders of other countries. All I can say is I don't suppose it would come as a surprise to anybody that this was the consequences of the way that the federal government have conducted themselves. So he's taken China's side Mm -hmm. and said that this is all the Australian government's fault. Uh, Now, this drew a lot of condemnation. Obviously, the coalition were onto him, but also his Labor colleagues in the federal party were uh, had a go at him as well. The other thing we've sort of come across this week, which we should have, which was you know in the news a couple of years ago, but has come up again this week, is that Victoria actually has a belt and what's it called? Belt and road. Belt and road. I was going to say rail. Belt and road agreement with China, which they signed in 2018. Uh, and as part of this belt and road thing, we've got a framework agreement with them. Uh, Article three. I did some research, James. Actually, this is in the Australian, but Article three. Not climate. Okay. Uh, Article 3 commits both China and Victoria to supporting free trade. The two sides agreed to promote unimpeded trade, financial cooperation and people-to-people ties as part of the shared objective of enhancing two-way trade for mutual benefit between Victoria and China, especially for agricultural products. Now, Tim Pallas, uh, Victoria has barley growers. If you're so good at this stuff, get on the blower. Get on the blower to the CCP and say, mate, we've got this agreement. Uh, Victoria's not part of Australia. Well, a fair few Australian ministers have had troubles getting them on the blower recently. Well, this guy's the expert. Apparently he's the expert. Apparently he's the expert. Go on, get on the phone. So, yeah, so we literally have an agreement with him in which he can negotiate a better tariff. But anyway. Yeah, and then there's the other part where it comes out today that uh, Victorian Transport Infrastructure Minister Jacinta Allen has repeatedly refused to answer questions about the uh, whether up to $24.5 billion the Andrews government intends to borrow to deal with the coronavirus pandemic will be sought from China through Belt and Road. Now, I'm not saying anything... But I am saying it's interesting that that's a story and that also that Tim Powell sticking up for China is a story yeah. concurrently. You don't want to draw conclusions, but those two but those, facts The, are the facts. fact that these two stories are happening simultaneously is a thing that's happening. Yeah, exactly right. No, just in general, as, a, as I always say, you know, CCP has killed 65 million of its own people. Why are so many people in Australia's, what, what would you call it, political class, mm. willing to sort of back them up and say, you know, like they're always assuming, you know, it's... A, it's definitely the Australian government's fault. It's not the CCP's fault. I mean, yeah. you just obviously sort of highlighted, but not highlighted a reason. But yeah. All right. Uh, interesting. All right. So let's get into likes and dislikes. So we do Heroes and Millions on Tuesday. We do likes and dislikes today. Pete, do you want to start? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I'll kick it off. A like on a Friday. Let me just find my spot. All right. President Trump announced an executive order on Tuesday. President mm-hmm. Trump is my like this week that aims to make hundreds of deregulations. Big <laughs> that makes you might have heard of him <laughs> US president that aims to make uh, hundreds of regulations in the age of coronavirus permanent something that would amount to a massive overhaul of regulatory policy uh, so what happened yeah the executive order tells regularly regulatory agencies to look at more than 600 regulatory actions mostly deregulations uh, that took place during coronavirus and to work out which ones of those they can make permanent so we've seen in Australia a lot of deregulation to, to fight the pandemic that's also happened in uh, in the US and this executive order is, is trying to keep them in place 
permanently. Yeah, this is something friend of the show and research fellow here at the IPA, Dara McDonald, was talking about with the Daily Mail earlier, which is like, if these deregulations are really easy to do, then the question begs the question, like, why were they there in the first place? Mm. So you just hope, like, like, yeah, when we're deregulating, trying to get people back to work, and then the conversation comes up, oh, should we bring this regulation back? It's like, yeah, but things have been so good without it. So do we need it? Yeah, no, exactly right. And as they point out in this, the uh, Acting Office of Management and Budget Director, Russ Vout, which I'm sure you've all heard of, he said, typically when a country... I've, I've definitely butchered The big V. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says when they face a crisis normally, yep. they, the government's grab power. So it's good to see government actually giving some power back. Yes. Uh, and long may I continue. My like this On week alluded to earlier this week, uh, alluded to earlier in the show, but I just want to go back to the well because I cannot get over how good ergonomic chairs are. If, for these to come back into my life is no small thing. So, so tell the listeners... You've had a dodgy back during uh, pandemic. I genuinely have not been able to move like uh, from the shoulders around mm. for like a week without Ooh. some pain. Uh, as Pete adjusts to having a slightly bigger microphone than he's used to. Uh, so the fact that I can like sit here in our brand new studio and it looks really good mm. and then back at my desk at my job, just I have missed this. That's a like, real It's st- like all these like little things that you missed about your former life before coronavirus. And yeah. then like this, I was like, I really took chairs for granted. Like how tall Steve is. Well, that's a that's a sign of um, that's a sign of aging, mate. To have a dodgy back. Yeah. Well, uh, coronavirus is taking effects on all of us, and uh, I'm aging terribly. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, but I got my haircut. Sorry, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, for those for those listening, James got a YouTube commenters. All right. Uh, dislikes. Uh, yeah. Cool. Sorry, I'm just waving at our guests who are about to come in. Um, so dislikes. Do you my... want me to go first while you find your place? No, I've got it. Right, I've got it. This is actually this is really serious. Not not serious, but no, no, it is serious. Get Ser- to the point. Serious. <laughs> Matt Lanigan is the owner of Lucky Penny. No, this is serious. Yep. Uh, is a cafe here in Melbourne. He's been doing videos. So yeah, Lucky Penny cafe here in Melbourne. He's been doing videos with Tim Smith, the Victorian opposition frontbencher, who you might have seen has been doing all these videos and tweets at Dan Andrews. Anyway, he gave several interviews to TV stations and online publications uh, about the lockdown, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so that was all good and he had lots of support from the community. But then the Australian branch of international left-wing activist group Sleeping Giant decided to launch... Who are the worst people in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of my takes. Under takes, I've gone worst people. But yeah, one of the worst people in the world. So they've got... So what Sleeping Giants are is that they launch these campaigns on you know like financial institutions to divest from coal and alan jones when he says something a bit out there yeah they're always attacking sky news as well yeah yeah exactly right and i you know the the accusation is that there are a group of about 30 boomers in sydney who have like 15 accounts i think 30 is an enormous overstatement if there are more if there are double digits uh i don't know like i'd be amazed well you know the chinese communist party started with 12 people well, I don't think Sleeping Giants have the same sort of steely resolve the Mao Zedong does. Let's hope that they don't. Did. Let's hope that they don't. Anyway, because they targeted Lucky Penny, which is this small business, yep. and they, they hit their customer reviews, which we know are really important to uh, cafes, and they went down from 4.7 stars down to 4.3. So going after a small business like that is absolutely despicable. Yeah. Obviously. As we mentioned. Because the, the aim is to like uh, get such bad traffic that Google starts removing them from search results. If you're like, hey, what's a cafe in my area? then they just simply won't turn up. That's exactly right. And, you know, like it's one thing to go after the big boys, but to go after a family business and destroy, or potentially destroy something that they've built up over a number of years is gross. But slacktivism and virtual signaling is not just for the left, James. Daniel Wilde has given the Lucky Penny Cafe in South Yarra a five-star rating 
despite not having been there. So jump on and give them a five-star rating or if you live in the area, head down and grab a coffee uh, and you can feel good about yourself for supporting a good cause like lefties always do. I, uh, I had a conversation with someone today that makes me say for protection purposes that Daniel Wilde allegedly did that. Oh, is that not legal to do? I don't know. But let's just say it happened allegedly and let's move on Sorry, very Daniel. quickly. Uh, all right. Uh, my dislike this week, speaking of uh, legal powers. <laughs> so in Victoria, we got this thing called protective service officers. I'm sure they exist all over the state uh, country, but it's just like, you know, cops, but not cops. Uh, and they patrol stations after mm. dark and keep people safe. And anyway, in the middle of coronavirus, uh, they've also been patrolling major shopping strips and commercial centers. Uh, and now there's a, the age are now reporting that the state government's looking to make that a permanent thing. And I, it's, it's still not clear whether or not they take that off the police or whether the police are patrolling these places and also the PSO, but it speaks to this overall thing. And we talked about that with the COVID safe app where, I mean, it's the path of history. Governments get all this power in times of crisis. And then when peacetime comes, they just go... I think we're going to keep this. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Because the PSOs do this as well and numbers go down, but Melbourne gets over-policed. And, you know, it's this one of those things where, like, you, you get so riled up about COVID safe, the fact that they're not even using it, the fact they have all this data on people. And i, I got to say, form is that these are the things that stick around well after coronavirus is gone. So what specifically is it that they're doing? Are they going to stay in the shopping centres? Is that right? That seems to be what the state government are pushing for. So, and, and again, like uh, PSOs aren't police officers. They don't have the same training. So you've got to ask, are they capable of doing some of that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I think them on, so they're sort of, I don't know. I don't know if they have them in other states, but they're, they're on train stations and they're like on every single train station. I get that security is an issue at train stations, but when they're on like, you know, Surrey Hills train station at, you know, 8.30 at night on yeah. a Wednesday and they're just standing there and you can tell they're so bored. Uh, I think it's a bit of an over... The people in my train station, because I catch a train home and some nights, you know, Pete and I will have uh, some a, a nice gentlemanly dinner <laughs> after work. People don't as I'm stumbling back... Uh, I see the service officers walk to the side of the station that had the train just pass, like after the train left. And it's like, what, what were you going to stop? Yeah. Like if you're not there for the next three minutes, what was going to happen? Switch on. All right. Uh, our guests have waited long enough. So unless yeah. you have any more burning takes, I think we're going to bring in people for the quiz. So yeah. uh, Renee and Julia, if you want to join us and we're going to... Oh, oh, okay. There's, there's quiz some music. Same music. All right. Yeah. So just grab a seat. Either one's good. Uh, we have Renee Gorman, National Manager of Our Generation Liberty uh, Group. And we also have Julia Sikulic, friend of the show uh, and star of We Want to Work. How are we going? So if you just want to grab those microphones and oh, bring them up to the face. They can hear, but they can't talk. I think they're good. Oh, there they are. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Julia's once had some issues. So Renee, you seem to be set up first. So how yeah. are you going? Oh, I'm very well, and uh, the, the new set is very, very closer. exciting. How good is it? It's like, so in case that didn't actually go through, Renee just was commenting on how great the set is. And she also said how good a host we were and just how good That's the young IPA is in general. So, Julia, how are you going? Good, good. Glad yeah. to be here. Very cool. All right, so uh, talk amongst yourselves because I just realized I could have taken some of that time to uh, get the quiz ready instead of just upping myself. So. That's all right. I've got a few questions for the guys. So now, you guys, of course, were on Viral Banter, which is Generation Liberty's new podcast. That was recorded earlier today. We'll go out soon. What were you talking about? So today we were talking about the um, Herald Sun story that came out about SAF charging in Victoria. We also talked about um, what we would do if we were chancellors of our universities Ooh. and how we would change it. Theodora got very boss lady and <laughs> laid down the law about that how... That does not surprise me for one second. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, since she was a little girl, she wanted to be a school uh, principal. So really, also just not surprised. <laughs> She wanted to run a school, so she she laid, laid down the law, um, and then we all added to her notes, um, waiting for Theodora to become ruler of a university one day. Um, but we had a few chats about other things. Julia, you were on the show. What else did we um, chat about? We chatted about the role of unions during this uh, crisis and what they're actually doing yeah, instead of what they should be doing to help out our students. <laughs> yeah, the student unions that are supposed to represent students that aren't really doing that job and also Ziggy my cat interrupted the show today and made a guest appearance so just just for those that might not know what is the SAF so um SAF is the student services amenities fee that was introduced in 2011 by the Gillard government under the pretense that it would be a better system that than the system that was abolished by the Howard government in 2004 they got rid of compulsory student unionism because they argued rightly that it's unfair for students to fund political services that are not their own. And then... Uh, since then, it's been increasing. <laughs> since then, the political activism seems to be increasing, if anything. And um, so in 2011, Gillard's government brought in SAF to say, this is a new fee, but it's supposed to be spent on tangible services and fees that you can see around the place, not political activism. But since those services aren't available now, a lot of students are still being charged that fee. Yep. So it seems like that may have been a false pretense to reintroduce this fee. No worries. Saul, the producer, just asked me to lower your microphone Oops. a little bit there, Renee. I wasn't supposed to know if I was supposed to say that out loud or not. But I think uh, that was the only way you would be able to communicate unless <laughs> you and Renee have some sort of telepathy I'm the, not aware yeah, of. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, Julia, you, of course, were in We Want to Work. How has your life changed now that you're famous? That's what we ask for <laughs> newly famous people. Well, now everyone knows me. Um, they still don't know how to pronounce my last name, so... Did I stuff it up? <laughs> I think I might have stuffed it up. Please say yes. No. Oh. You had the itch at the end. And no. I educated people on VB, so. See, I didn't get it right, but I asked, and then Julia, you know, she I've educated me. I've helped the nation, so... <laughs> yeah. When you see the IC at the end, you go itch. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There you go. It's Nicole an itch you can't scratch. All right, so uh, I want to ask both of you. So student services and amenities fee, like I know you talked about it on last week's Viral Banter, which I really liked, but I just want to like relive a part of the conversation because it's so good. But student services and amenities fee is supposed to go to students to support like communities and uh, clubs and stuff like that, used for political purposes. What were some of the like most outrageous ones you've come across of just like weird things that the SAF fees have been put, put towards? So there's many examples from the past that I go through, but to give you some illuminating things that they're spending the money on now when most students are financially struggling, uh, Melbourne uh, University Student Union thought it was very important to hold a Zoom climate strike, which <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that works. Um, and they also held a very important work online workshop about intersectional feminism and climate justice. Okay. Um, I just want to go back to the Zoom climate strike. <laughs> now, usually when you strike, you want other people to see it. But if it's just a Zoom <laughs> call that only you have access to, then surely only Mark DiStefano is seeing it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. And it probably indicates that a lot of these strikes in the past maybe weren't about striking and more a little bit about self-flatulation. You know, just speculating that could be the meaning behind those things. What about all the computers wearing away? Well, that's going to be killing polar bears, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if they're environmentalists, shouldn't they, you know, be turning off their laptops for their strike, be turning off all their power? Yep. That would be, you know, 
lot more helpful. All right, That's sweet. Right. I'm ready to go into a quiz if everyone else is. Actually, I had one more question for there Julia. I wanted to give her the opportunity to uh, to respond to some online slander. Ooh. Now, Julia, Ooh. I was on the Twitter when we tweeted that video. Mean tweets. It was it was a it was a little bit of a mean tweet actually. Someone said, um, "What did they say?" They said, "I don't know anyone." So your job is what, uh, describe your job. Uh, what's it called? Food and beverage attendant. Right. This person said, "I don't know anyone who works in hospitality who describes it as a food and beverage attendant." What do you say to that person? That's the new way to say it because uh, waitressing or wait, you know, waiter—it's a bit uh, old-fashioned. We want yeah. to take it up a notch, and so we say food and beverage attendant. Well, there Everyone you go. Everyone uses that. <laughs> Sorry for doing a job properly, you chump. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the. Quiz. That person got told, and they're definitely <laughs> listening to this right now. So glad they could be no, here. Really. All right. Uh, so, uh, Julie, your first quiz, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sweet. So, uh, for people that are new to this, or you know, they don't really know the rules. So it's one point on for correct answers, one point off for incorrect answers. I still don't know the rules. Uh, yeah, but you're still not good at it. Actually, uh, I won last time. I'm going to get the thing out. All right, so Ben's going to get the crown. I'll pad. Uh, all right, sorry. Four point... Uh, sorry. Uh, one point on for incorrect answers. Uh, one point on for correct answers. One point off for incorrect answers. We've got a who am I at the end. Your buzzer is your first name. So I guess we'll start off with question one. Pretty good place to start off with. Uh, all right. So this isn't the funnest of questions, but again, it's one of those ones which are really important stats that everyone should know. This was in our stuff yesterday. So the rate of job losses is how many times higher in the private sector than the public sector in Australia since coronavirus? Great question. Great question. Anyone guesses? Roof, roof. It was one of the few things I got right in here yesterday. <laughs> Roof, roof, that would be 4.5. It would be 4.5. And you only got it right because I pointed out that it was wrong. <clears throat> uh, all right, so, yeah, just one of those stats that show it is uh, not exactly a shared sense of loss in the community as a result of coronavirus. All right, uh, now, on which date are Victorian cafes and pubs reopening for dine-in services? Julia. And fresh- <laughs> Sorry. As a food, as a food and beverage attendant. <laughs> she knows. June 9th. It's not no. Renee. Unfortunately, all right. I know he's not attending my food and beverage when this is over. All right, Renee. I'm going with the date that I heard from another state, and I'm just going to go with think it's right. So add two June, weeks. Was it um uh well for cafes? I was, I thought it was June fifteenth. That is also incorrect. Is, no. is this closer to the pin? Uh, hey, was it? It wasn't ideally. <laughs> Is the answer never because uh, we're in yeah. Daniel Andrews, yeah, Victoria? Never. Uh, never? Could be. But he's uh, flagged one date, which if helps, fresh off the press, Sydney will be getting 20 people. No, Sydney will, well. Sydney will be getting 50 Oh, sorry, 50. Soon. 50. Oh, do I get a point for correcting? <laughs> she should. Oh, Pete, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't back know, to the world, so Peter. let Renee have a... Renee back have to the world, Renee. Uh, pardon? So you go and you can get zero, if that oh. makes sense. So you lose, you know, you just like got a question wrong. That would, you know, you know, you know, Bolt knows how to score. Uh, no, I sorry, I didn't hear the answer. I just said that there was fifty people allowed in New South Wales. Yeah, what I've is not the date? said the answer yet. Yeah. Sorry, if you want to have another guess. Oh, if I want to have another guess. Oh, um, I'm just. Uh, you could sink even further behind. I could sink even further behind. That's Ooh. that's the rub. Were either of us <laughs> close, or is that? Uh, you got the month right. 25th. Incorrect. Minus two. It is June the 1st. Uh, all right. What announcement Ooh. regarding... Oh, I was going to say June the 1st because that's New South Wales. I'm like, oh, we would be going that, yeah. that soon. Probably July the 2nd. <laughs> uh, now, what announcement regarding planes did Deputy Chief Health Medical Officer Professor Michael Kidd make this week? Planes? Planes. The, the, the rubbish theory of how they take <laughs> off. That would be the obvious one. Unfortunately, that's not right, but he should have. We need comment. Uh, 
children you, you, I like yeah, you girls went here for that part of the show anyway does anyone want to make a guess Pete that is a point off you unfortunately oh what <laughs> sorry here's an answer can, can you this say is, the question again sorry uh, Deputy Chief Medical Health uh, Deputy Deputy Chief Medical Officer Professor Michael Kidd made an announcement regarding planes this week what was it Ooh, planes. Okay, three, two, one. It is safe to fly on the middle seat. That is the announcement. Ah, okay. He then went on to say, but it still sucks and you <laughs> yeah. should not sit there. Particularly when it's a long flight. <laughs> good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fate, Dave. Yeah. That was really good. So the longer it is, right, the yeah. more it sucks because it really? plays for longer. Yeah. And, and even longer that it's just spitting in God's face by flying. Uh, now, uh, this week NASA found evidence of what? Oh, who knows? Probably NASA and then anyone that read the story regarding the discovery. Um, um, I think if it was life on Mars, that there'd be a little bit more news story. Trump's an alien. <laughs> I know you can't see but unfortunately we're not there yet. Uh, so, um, just... no takers on the question. Julia playing uh, the Mia Schlicht yeah. uh, thing of waiting until who am I. Adam yeah, does the Schlicht well. family rule. That's uh, how they teach it there. It is a planet being born. It's like all oh, this that, thing going on. There's really? going to be a planet. Yeah. That's an interesting thing to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Would have been cool. How does a planet become born? Well, wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know? If only uh, you'd read the uh, questions. We Google that. All right. Next up. Uh, what Australian state is seeking a freeze on the pay of MPs? Oh. I reckon I'm going to have a stab at this, Ruth right. Well, there's only so many that it could be. There is. And I, I think it's the state that I just suggested might be worse than Victoria. That's Queensland. It is not Queensland. So one oh. point off for Peter. What's Renee? The, Renee. Who's the most solid state? Like which state would actually... So they're calling for a, a complete freeze in pay for MPs? I wouldn't go by who's got the most solid state because maybe some of them have already bought it in, but it's, it's, uh, it's this week. This week. And it's a state, not a territory. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why I say it's only so many could be. Uh, Tasmania? It's not Tasmania. Uh, oh. Made it easier for easier for you, Julia. Julia has now like tied for the lead just by playing the silent. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. She could go ahead if you guess. Now I'm going to go into the negatives probably. Um, um, I had to break it to you, but you were in the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> that means we're all in the negatives. Yes. <laughs> This is not the most illustrious of quizzes. None of you deserve the crown so South far. South Australia? It is not South Australia. It is New South Wales. Moving on. Ooh. Victoria oh, Police. I, state. I should, should just say New South Wales. The mother the colony, as Zach would say. The mother colony. Yes. And also, don't you like James critiquing our, our question answering as the person asking the questions? You know, one week, Pete, you really should take over. <laughs> I would like that. Then- <laughs> I know, it actually is too much work. Like, yeah. It takes him ages to think up the questions, so I'm happy to start. I actually outsource this to Mia and uh, Maggie, two of oh. our good helpers. Uh, now, Victoria Police are receiving, on average, how many calls a day from people dobbing in people for, for breaking lockdown? Again, this is a... Don't know. Does it include the PSOs? Uh, it's it's it, the calls. That was a joke, which yeah. didn't work. So, um, Just <laughs> fundamental. So many steps removed from question to joke. You can't... No shared experience. Not, every, not everyone's a winner, you know. Uh, um, is it closest again? Yeah, let's go closest. I want to hand out a positive point rather yeah, than... Yeah, we need a, we need a point. Slide further into mediocrity. Well, do you want to go first, Renee, or...? You go first. Oh, <laughs> <Mexican> standoff. <laughs> She looked like she got it. Uh, okay, roof, roof. Um, calls a day. Oh, that'd be 841. 841. Uh, 5,000. 5,000. Come on. Five, what did you say again? I said 841. And so. you said 5,000? Yeah. 2,500. Renee gets a point. It is 11,000. 
What were the calls Ooh, for again? We're uh, such breaking to be lockdown. <laughs> Eleven thousand a day. I would, yeah, that's that's a question I'm reading out. I am that's so ridiculous. ashamed of myself. It's we're in a Karen dictatorship. Yeah, but is that eleven thousand separate can- Karens, or is it like mm. eight hundred who are just getting really well, up and about? Like two. Yeah, exactly. On the wine. And then. <laughs> <laughs> They put down their Sleeping Giants uh, account oh. and then they start calling Big Bob. It would be Sleeping Giants, actually. The, the they, cro- they were like orchestrating the whole thing. For sure. All right. Uh, the UN has told Australians to stop using the term boys and girls. So that's UN Women Australia has told Australians to stop using the term boys and girls and should instead say what? Y'all. Correct. Y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Oh. Really? Yes. Yeah. Now, no one defends the Americanization of Australian culture more than I do, but even that's going a step too far for me. That's amazing. Howdy, yeah. y'all. Well, if you're, <laughs> you're going to go down that road, why don't we just say children? Well, Pete, it's still a bit exclusive. How about mate? Ah. <laughs> or kids. Oh, there y'all. We go. That's just like, y'all. what's the word? Y'all. Cultural appropriation of Southern Americans. That's what I'm saying. It's Americanization of culture. Usually I like it. This one I don't. All right. Uh, which car company was forced to pull their quote racist ad this week? It's like um, just an ad that was just a bit Renee, a bit contentious. Renee, Hallmark. It was not Hallmark. Uh, don't know if Hallmark make that many cars. Uh, oh, do you think you said cars? Oh. I thought you said cars. No, I said cars. Oh, my bad. I won't take a point off because I might have started. <laughs> cars and and you can't say what country. No. Why would I? I don't know. Because I don't know. I don't know. Do you know Julia? I'm not a car enthusiast. I'm not getting, I'm not <laughs> can you can you describe the ad because it looks like none of us have actually heard of it. Yeah, so not really. Not in a way that's not going to give it away. Well, I'm not willing to have a guess because right. I'm already minus seven thousand. Uh, so. Yeah, so I should give a point update. So it's Renee and Pete on negative one, Julia on negative two. The uh, oh, car was. Volkswagen. Last question oh, before the Who Am I? Uh, protesters in Michigan was charged with disorderly conduct for what? Well, uh, <laughs> the protesting coronavirus. How did they express that? Did they? Well, give me a real quick one. I have a guess. Roof, 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 roof. Shooting their guns. Uh, in the shooting air. the guns. That's two. Is it gun related? It's not gun related. That, that is a poor. So, so <laughs> sorry. A poor could you... slur against good people in Michigan. <laughs> well, if it's not gun, shooting guns in the air, were they shooting it somewhere else? Like, are you sure it's not gun related? <laughs> so protesting. Uh, they're protesting coronavirus restrictions in Michigan, and they express themselves through what? This is not the answer, but you might have seen that in New York, people were protesting the fact that gyms were closed by doing push-ups outside the mayor's office, which was really cool. It was literally flexing. That is (laughs) literally flexing. Um, Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, They were uh, cutting their hair. Oh, I was going to say that. Why do I I keep being so conservative? I'm not going to lie, guys. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. This quiz, there's a lot of people saying what I was about to say. No, I know. I've said it every single time. I've got to say, say. I never said anything. It's been me the whole time, but I'm I'm scared of the minus points. Yeah, well, you know, you're staring right at them. So as we get into the who am I, Renee's on negative one. She's winning. Pete's on negative two. Julie's on negative two. Who am I? I'm going to win this. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. He hasn't done it. I forgot to do it. He hasn't done it. (gasps) I was waiting for this. Steve, can you fire That is absolute. This is so bad by me. Do it right this now. This is Google the worst it. thing I've ever done. Oh, no, 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 let's do a who am I is, about look. James Bolt. Oh, who okay. am I? I am the person who forgot to write the who am <laughs> I. I know who that to is. To do my job. <laughs> look, it has been a very busy week for me and uh, this one slipped my mind. You should have got it done up while you were getting a haircut. Yeah, I should have. But uh, 
It's too busy doing other things as well. So uh, push-ups on the side of a gym. Glad, good thing. Uh, yeah, I should. Drop and give you guys 20 push-ups, but first one that I just... Oh, do I, I was, was going to say, flex. shouldn't we all get extra points? I was going yeah. to say that too. We should, right. we <laughs> we should really all should. get 10 points each. I think you should all get 10 points each, which would then not exactly determine who gets closer to winning. All right, I was and born... And minus 10 points from James. I was born... Yeah, I, I should wear the dance cap. I was born 161 years ago today. 161. Born. Ooh. Don't know. Okay, I was born in Edinburgh, Scotland... And I am knighted for four points. Edinburgh, Scotland, knighted. Edinburgh, Scotland, eh? I've been to Edinburgh twice. It's yeah. Great town. Good town. And my grandma was from Scotland. I can't believe I forgot to do this. <laughs> uh, but I don't know who it is. Do you guys know who it is? Nope. No. Any guesses? All right. For three points, uh, I'm an author. Oh, Renee? Renee. Oh. Um, Robert Burns? Not Robert Burns. One point off for Renee. Giving us negative two. Oh. J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter in Edinburgh. It's a Good Scottish point. author. It's yeah. the only one they celebrate as Burns. They have a Burns knight in Scotland. There we go. <laughs> Don't know if this guy a, uh, has his own knight, but he is knighted. Renee should get a bonus point for that fact. Uh, for two points, Ooh. let's go. Uh, the most famous character I created uh, has had two movies about him in a TV show in the last 10 years. Roof, roof. Roof, roof. Oh, no, no that's not the answer. I know who the character is. Yeah. But I don't know who wrote it. Oh, do I know who wrote it? No. Is there a time limit? Uh, <laughs> I'm just liking watching him circle the train. I know. I know. This I've is read, fun performance theatre. I've literally read it. Great. Like, I don't, you know, I don't read that many books, but it's I've incredible. read Okay, well, I don't know Definitely haven't seen the movie. I reckon I've seen some of the movie as well. Anyway, yep. I don't know who it is. Julia, do you have any guesses? No. All right. Uh, um, for one point. Yeah. Well, yeah, go to the last question. She's winning. Oh, sorry. Yeah, She's go to the last It's a negative two each. So oh, yeah, for one sorry. point and to win it, okay. and to win it in the greatest quiz ever. <laughs> you can't talk. I know. We got ten bonus points. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, ten bonus points each. Sorry, it's eight, eight, eight. But still, uh, I wrote Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I know. I knew it was Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I don't know who wrote it. All right, it's good writing though. This is a perfect way to cap off this quiz. This is a bit hard. This is like Robespierre. Like it's, it's getting too hard. <laughs> it should be like you know, I wore twenty three for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, stuff like that. I don't think this guy did it. All right, it is. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, see, now that I recognise that name. There we go. So I should probably get it because I... You knew everything it. but the answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it's his draw. Well, uh, it's a constitutional as a tiebreaker, <laughs> as a tiebreaker, bringing us back to the Who Am I should have been James Bold, what year was I born? Oh. You? Yes. Oh, what that's you such, such an advantage for him. He knows <laughs> you better. I'm not good at maths. Pete, <laughs> Pete doesn't know a whole lot about me. That um, made, You would have been born in... Renee. Renee. So I'm, oh. I'm guessing you're, you're uh, 1995. 1990 is incorrect. Oh, 1994. Peter gets it. Yes. Peter wins the quiz. Yes. 1994. Jesus. Yes. All right. Thank you, ladies. Uh, you may go. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a smooth ending. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And also, we should say, check out Viral Banter if you uh, haven't already checked it out. All right. Absolutely. Okay. That was... Uh, a mess of a quiz but it was enjoyable I'm sure people enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed doing it I would like to point out I've won two in a row now as, this is a streak I would like so, to point out I somehow forgot to do the who am I just in case anyone missed that the first time alright uh, okay so we've got two more stories uh, Julia and Renee sticking around to talk about the last two so uh, I want to start off with uh, this story coming out climate change should be recorded as a cause of death on death certificates in Australia says uh, people in the Lancet Planetary Health. 
Yeah. Pete, your thoughts? Well, I'm happy to if they want to if they want to record climate change. So they they found out that two percent of deaths. What is it? Two percent mortality in Australia is influenced by very hot temperatures, right? Now, I'm very happy for them to in- include what they call environmental factors on death certificates if they include all the old people that die of hypothermia because they don't turn the heating on because electricity prices are so high. This is a funny part of the show, Pete. And they should also include the 1.2 billion people in the world who don't have electricity who maybe some of them would have electricity if we were allowed to have more coal mines in countries like Australia. So if we put that on the death certificate, I'm happy with it. I was going to say uh, I agree with you, Pete, but it's also like a good way to uh, get out of the shame if you die in an embarrassing way. Like if you get one of those – because they're going to be looking to pad the stats on this. They really want to justify it. <laughs> so if you do one of those like Darwin Award things where you accidentally put a fork in like an electrical socket, you just get them to say climate change. Yeah, yeah. Just, stuff like that. just to get away from that the stigma. All right, Pete, you've got one more story for us. I do have one more story for us. And actually, Renee, you might have some pretty strong views on this, but I've been thinking about this all week. Uh Sound, fake sound at AFL and NRL games. So they're going to bring back in AFL and NRL, but obviously no one's allowed to go probably for the whole season. So it's empty stadiums. Now they want to, with the AFL, they're going to have fake crowd noise, which they're going to play. Actually, we've got a bit of footage of this, so I'll roll that tape now, would you, mate? Let's go right for them tonight. Carlton, Lynch, scrappy old kick, but not a bad one, actually. And then Martin, oh, absolutely superb, and Revolt kicks his third. Yep. All right. So, what did you think of that, guys? Uh, pretty realistic. But my thing is, I like James. You know that I'm a traditionalist with yes. regards to football. I reckon that's pretty cool. I prefer to have that than nothing. I have an alternative theory, and okay. I think I've said this on the show before. Yeah. But in sporting events for the rest of this year, each team gets one fan. Okay. And they can sit wherever they want, but they get one fan each. That's a lot of pressure for the fan, for the just, one single fan. Yeah, but how electric would the cuts be? Like a team scores yeah. and it just cuts to just one person sitting there in full, de- full well, uniform. Well, actually, that could kind of tie into what I was going to suggest, which is I think that you should have to audition to be one of the voices that contributes to the crowd noise. Yeah, okay. oh. I don't want I don't want lacklustre cheering. Like a blind want, audition or? <laughs> you just send in you screaming into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, okay, we like that one. We like, I, it's like actually one of the sounds that it can help me get to sleep. It's a long day in the recording no, booth. It's <laughs> like, all right, but which screen? We've got 5,000 here. <laughs> which, which Richmond no, no, Bogan? I, yeah. I, could, I could come in and give them some advice because it's one of the comforting noises of my childhood because even though I'm an NRL supporter now, I grew up in an AFL family. I remember so many times being able to still fall asleep on my on my dad with a che- on his chest and you could still hear him screaming about Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd just, just like fall asleep through him going, bloody Carlton. <laughs> so you are, as you mentioned, an NRL fan. Yes. Now the NRL, as far as I can tell, are not doing this. Thoughts on that? Um, well, I'm not particularly upset because do I want noise? Yes, kind of, but... NRL's going back at least two weeks, two weeks before the AFL, so sucked in AFL. Well, I was going to say with my idea of... Um, this is what happens when people watch too many sitcoms during COVID. They just they think that fake audiences are going to be the new thing. That's oh, right. That's yeah, that's, we should do that on our podcast. Every time we have a joke, just have the fake... Uh, we need thing. a laugh thing. <laughs> When's Steve and Saul going to do that? Anyway, he's, he's too busy being tall. Yeah. Uh, need someone in the office who's got a good laugh and just put that in, not like a full laugh track. Yeah, Pandel, we need her back. Uh, all right, that is it for the show this week. Thank you to Renee and Julia uh, for a very memorable quiz and a very memorable show. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.